Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to the High Velocity Radio Show, where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Georgia Pacific, Miss Laura Niebush. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Well, it is an absolute delight to have you on the show. I got a ton of questions. I know we're not going to get to them all, but uh, maybe a great place to start would be if you could describe your your title, more importantly, your role, and, and what you and your team are, are really out there trying to do for folks. Absolutely. So I am the head of marketing and consumer experience for Georgia Pacific Consumer Products. Um, so I lead a team of about 80 people. And our role is to, to, to help our brands. We support a portfolio of brands, help our brands achieve their objectives and market um, by delivering a better experience to consumers across all the ways that they, they interact with our brands. Um, and we compete in um, household essential categories like toilet paper, paper towels, paper plates and napkins and cups with brands like Brawny, Sparkle, Vanity Fair, Dixie, Quilted Northern and Angel Soft. So a lot of great household names. What, you make paper towels sound exciting, so you must you must have a real talent for this. I can tell it. I can see it in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. You really do find the work exciting, rewarding. What What are you enjoying the most about the the work these days? What's the most fun for you? Sure. Well, I you know some people may say toilet paper is an exciting category, but I would disagree. <laughs> um, and I think we found that out during the pandemic. I mean, this is a product mm-hmm. that everybody uses. You may not think about it all the time. You may not want to think about it, but when you don't have it, it's a it's a big deal. Um, and I don't think any of us expected what the the potential scarcity, what that could, um, how that could impact consumers um, that we saw during the pandemic. So these are household essential items. They are providing a benefit and convenience to consumers every day. So it's fun to work on brands that you know consumers need and appreciate. Um, and it's a lot of fun to be in marketing today. There's so much that is changing between technology and digital and the consumer and content. Um, it's, it's Every day is, is like a new day. Um, so it's a pretty exciting um, world to be in right now. Well, say more about how you were able to navigate the, the pandemic, if you would. If anything that you're, that you're able and willing to share about maybe some of the challenges that you were faced with and how you worked around or, or through them? I'd love to hear that. Sure. I mean, it was a very... Um, you know, it, it was an entirely different experience. I don't think anyone, as we know, was prepared for what was happening. And certainly from a um, brand, our, our brands and these categories, um, the role that they were playing with consumers. And so at the time we knew, you know, as a brand, we weren't going to be out there trying to sell our products. We didn't, you know, that wasn't what consumers needed. So our, our brands really transformed their messaging at the time to really be more um, supportive. I mean, we were there because we wanted our consumers to know we're here with you. We'll do our best to help you find the products that you need. Um, we'll make it as easy as possible for you to, to find the products, but just know that we're here and we know that you're having a challenging time. So we very quickly pivoted our messaging just to provide that connection and that reassurance to consumers. And then when things were a little bit more stable, we knew um, you know we knew we had um, the products out there and available. Then we went back out and said you know made sure that we could connect consumers. So. We, just, we had to be agile as uh, so I think about our messaging, as I think about how we reach consumers, but also just understanding what consumers needed during that time. So I got to ask, what is the backstory? How in the world does someone like you find themselves in, in a role 
like this? Was it always consumer goods or was it a different path for you? Sure. I mean, I have been in, I would say, general management, brand management, marketing for my entire career. So 25 plus years. And I've been at Georgia Pacific for 15 of those. And I did know coming out of, um, particularly out of business school, I was looking, I I had a passion for the consumer. I I really enjoyed kind of um, some of my early jobs in this area. and And I knew I did want to spend more time in brand management, focused on bringing kind of solutions to consumers. Um, And then I've had the opportunity in my time at Georgia Pacific to work and lead businesses and also lead kind of the marketing capability I'm in now. And I I very much enjoy the ability and opportunity to to do both. Um, And so it's been an evolution. It's been a learning experience, a lot of great jobs along the way um, that have all led me to where I am today. Well, and we're all blessed for it. So what what have you learned over the years about not just connecting with consumers, but actually getting them to engage with the brand. I'm sure it's a ton, but maybe a pearl or two of do, don't, (laughs) I don't know. Well, I think the number one thing is to always start with the consumer. Don't start with the product, start Mm. with the consumer and understand, again, every brand is going to have a different target consumer and it's not a one size fits all. So understand your consumer, not just, um, not just their functional, not just what they need from a paper towel. What are, the, what are their needs and aspirations and values and belief in life? And as you think about your brand, how does the brand, how is your brand able to, to address, again, the functional needs, but also their emotional needs? And I think being able to find that sweet spot is really critical. Um, you know, we just launched a new campaign for our, our AngelSoft brand. AngelSoft is a toilet paper brand. Um, and, and that consumer um, you know, is someone, obviously busy life, mom, handling a lot of family priorities, often having to prioritize and make choices about what they buy. So not not able to necessarily buy everything they need every week and definitely needs to make sure things are not adding complexity to her life. And that brand brings a product that is soft and strong, so they're not making trade-offs. But for her, that also adds simplicity. So it's providing functional benefit, but also that simplicity benefit to her life. And so we just brought that to life in a really fun new campaign um, it's and it's we created an animated world of AngelSoft Inc. It's located in the clouds. Um, so the campaign is called Crafted in the Clouds, and it's just a really fun, engaging way to deliver a very simple message and be able to do it across all of our touch points. Because if I if, if that's the other big thing, it's it's knowing your consumer, being clear on what you want to say, but then you have to be consistent about doing that over time and over all the touch points, or consumers aren't going to take away, you know, what's really different about your brand. Now, when you're crafting an effort like that, all the way from initial ideation and strategy to the execution, are you working with internal teams, external teams, trying to herd all the cats and they both work together, or, or do you do mostly in-house? Or what, how, Yeah, tell it to that. Sure. We're doing both, um, and we will leverage external partners, and we did leverage, um, in particular, an external um, creative agency called Gray to help um, craft the strategy and campaign around this idea. Um, and we look to them for kind of their strategic and you know creative expertise. But we also have in-house resources because yeah. today, with all the different touch points and all the different content um, and the, all the different the, the added complexity of trying to reach consumers today, um, it can um, be more costly and timely as you think about what it takes to bring a campaign to market. So we use in-house. We have an in-house creative team as well. We have an in-house um, group that buys some of our media for us and digital. Um, We have brought in some of our analytics in-house so that we can better and more quickly measure the performance of our campaigns and our investments. And that's allowing us to do, um, to to bring all of that great content to life for the consumer, but do it in a way that's still efficient and allows us to be agile. 
So in my world, there's a little bit of data and more available than there was in the old days when we got started way back when I had black hair, Laura. Uh, but it's easy to measure some things, but I can only imagine the amount of data available to you and your team and then trying to make sense of it. Do you have people dedicated to that as, as well? Uh, we do. Um, but I, I also think it's really important that it's not just one person's job or two people's jobs to be able to do that. I think hmm. with the amount of data that's available to us, um, it's really important for everyone um, in the organization to own how they can leverage that data and how they can use it. I mean, that's how we're really going to make the most impact and, and act in a more agile manner. But it was a focus of mine as I came into this role was to build us a better foundation we had a lot of, to your point, we had a lot of data, yeah. but it wasn't, it was in silos. It wasn't connected. We weren't, it wasn't always in the hands of the right people to use it. So we've, you know, kind of brought it all together. All of our data is now together. It's connected. We've added tools to um, make it more accessible to, to the broader organization, to make it easier to visualize some of the, you know, the insights that are coming out of the data so that we can leverage it um, and actually create the kind of value we can with the, with all that data that is available today. Uh, clearly, you have seen, witnessed, been a part of, often maybe an architect of more than just incremental change, truly transformation o over the years. Uh, what do you see coming down the pike? Do you have your eye on some general trends in the industry or the economic arena period that you feel like, okay, this is going to impact us and we're going to learn about this and nudge this way? Um, sure. You know, I think we've seen so much change happen in the last couple of years, and I think it's only going to continue to accelerate. You know, a couple of things we are really focused on. One is just the changing consumer. As you see um, millennials kind of come into their full purchasing power, as you see Gen Z really come into market and start to really, you start to see the impact of their purchasing power. You know, very, you know, different attitudes, beliefs, um, purchasing habits, you know, ex expectations from brands as you look at some of these different, these different groups. Um, and then you just look at the fact that we're, we're talking with an increasingly multicultural consumer. And so again, how are we making sure the diversity of our consumers are is reflected in the diversity of our brands. So I think that's going to continue to impact how brands can connect with consumers. Um, certainly, we've talked about data. I mean, data, again, will only increasingly impact our ability to hopefully be more targeted and be more relevant, be more efficient. But it's also more complex as there are regulations around data privacy and consumer expectations around data privacy. Um, as we look to the deprecation of the cookie and what that's going to mean as far as how we reach consumers. So there's a lot of complexity in there that we have to navigate and manage. Um, and then finally, like the hot topic right now is, of course, AI and generative <laughs> AI, which, you know, I've, I've never seen, you know, something that has come on as strong as I think is the conversation in this area over the last few months. And I, I you know, while it may not be all the way where where it, it will be yet, um, it is the hype is real. Like there are some really, really you know exciting ways that this could transform how we operate and marketing. Um, and so we are very focused on identifying some of those early use cases, starting to experiment and learn. Because for me, this is this is a win and how, not an if. You know, it's going to impact how we work. I love to hear you talk about this stuff. It's like a playground for you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have your moments and your and your times, but you clearly enjoy the. The work. So, uh, and I enjoy my work as well. Earlier today, we had in the studio right here in little old Woodstock, Georgia, we had a city official and we had a, a CPA and we had a solopreneur 
like graphics person in this studio. It was fun to capture those local stories. Of course, I, I bragged. I'm going to be interviewing somebody from Georgia Pacific later today. Uh, but my question is this. Are you finding that you are compelled to and that there is a path for a Georgia Pacific to leverage all these capabilities, the position you have in the marketplace, the influence you have in general, to have some local economic impact? Absolutely. And there is a lot of work happening at the Georgia Pacific corporate level around um, you know, involvement and a lot of different programs in the community. Um, what I have, you know, what my team helps more is as we think about each brand and as a role for each, how each brand can impact in the local community. And for any brand, as they look at partnering with a cause or partnering um, with, you know, a local opportunity, it, it always needs to start with what that brand stands for. And does it make sense for that brand to kind of to be in that conversation and to be kind of supporting in that area. And I think a great example is Brawny. Um, you know, Brawny is a brand, most people, if most people are aware of it, it is, it stands for strength. If you remember the big, our big giants, our lumberjack, you yeah. know, he's about strength, the product's about strength. Um, and the great thing about Brawny is they don't just want to celebrate, you know, the strength of the product or physical strength. They like to celebrate emotional strength and resiliency. And that is a great platform to go activate um, locally. And, you know, again, pandemic was a, it was a wonderful example of this where very challenging time. Um, a lot of people though, everyday heroes in their community stepping up to try and help others. And so Brawny created a program called giants take action. And it was about celebrating those giants, um, those local giants, those everyday giants who were showing that resiliency. And so they supported, they had people nominate and identify local heroes um, that were providing food to those who, who couldn't afford it, who were getting necessities to those who couldn't leave their home, who were providing hygiene, um, helping to enhance hygiene in the community. Um, and so, you know, dozens and dozens of people, they were able to support their programs um, in the local community um, and highlight that, that, you know, the giants and all of us. And so I think that was just a great example of it totally fit what Brawny stands for, um, but absolutely a way to bring that to the community. Well, I am so glad that I asked, and it inspires me because at our household, we're empty nesters. I am often the one who runs out and gets the paper towels and the toilet paper, but I'm going to lean a little more into Brawny just knowing that. I mean, it, it feels good to, to know that, so I'm, I'm really glad that I asked. I'm going to switch gears on you here a little bit before we, before we wrap. I am genuinely curious to know, outside the scope of your work, which again, seems like you have plenty of fun there. Uh, what passions, if any, do you have? My listeners know that I like to hunt, fish, and travel. Uh, but what passions outside the scope of the work? What, what what do you have a tendency to nerd out about or dive into? Oh, absolutely. So, I, you know, my family, of course, uh, my husband and I have an eight-year-old girl. And so a lot of focus just on um, on them and um, being together. Um, I love to travel um, and love to explore. And I'm really excited. My daughter is getting to be the age that we can. I can really help instill that in her. Um, you know, health, health and wellness, you know, both myself, but, you know, especially again, over the last couple of years, how important it is to support that within others and within that, within my team. Um, and, and then just mentoring. I love to, you know, mentor others. I've been really lucky um, to be, to, to get to be where I am in my position and, and the ability to impact others who are, are looking for how they can continue to grow in their career is pretty exciting to me. Well, you got a lot of irons in the fire, Laura, as my daddy would say. Uh, so uh, any big plans? Uh, what's on the horizon like the, for the balance of the, of the year? Are you guys rallying around a, a project or a set of projects? Yeah, we've got a 
A lot of great work coming out. As I mentioned, we have new campaigns from AngelSoft, um, a great new um, launch from our Quilted Northern brand. They just launched um, in paper packaging or had a number of their um, items launch in paper packaging. Um, so again, really exciting as we think about um, the, the environment um, and continue to try and bring our product to life in, in a sustainable way. Um, we've got, you know, exciting new kind of content coming out from Dixie. So a lot of, I mean, really bringing to life a lot of the work we've been doing over the last couple of years on, on how to make our brands more engaging. So we'll definitely continue to see that, um, continuing to work on digital transformation and how our, um, you know, how, where and how we reach the consumer and, and um, continuing to test and learn in new channels. Um, and then always, you know, internally, how are we just transforming the way that we work as a team? Well, if it's any endorsement or testimonial, every brand that you've mentioned during the course of this conversation is probably in my pantry right now, will certainly be in my pantry between now and when everybody descends on us for Christmas house. So you're already doing a fantastic job. Keep up the good work. Let's make sure that our listeners have a way to tap into your work. If, they, if there's somewhere that they, they can go to learn more or have a conversation, whatever you feel like is appropriate. But I want to I keep our listeners connected with your work. Absolutely. So you can certainly find more about our brands by going to georgiapacific.com and you can go and find any of the individual brand sites. You can learn about Georgia Pacific, but also find any of the individual brand sites on there. Um, If there's any questions you have directly for me, you're also welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, Laura, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your insight, your perspective and uh, let's don't make this a one-time deal. Let's let's check in periodically and get caught up on your on your efforts. I think that uh, I think that'd be great programming for for our crowd. And uh, I know you and I'd have a good time in the conversation. <laughs> I know I would love it. I've enjoyed it. All right. Until next time. This is Stone Peyton for our guest today, Laura Nebush with Georgia Pacific, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane.